Hey guys, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about technical training and what you should be doing in order to be keeping yourself relevant so that you don't find yourself surprised at the end of an evaluation period or whenever you're trying to land a different job, switch companies, etc. Most people ask about career development. They ask about leadership training, but we often forget that technical training or technical experience is the reason that we got hired in the first place. So look forward to this conversation. Let me know what you think. So if you remember your first job, right? And this is, I'm talking about your first job, maybe in high school, maybe in college, you were working retail, you were working, uh, you know, at a restaurant, fast food, something like that, right? So you get into this job, you're really not expected to know much other than, okay, this person seems like they might be able to take some direction and carry out some work. And, you know, they realize this might be your first employment. And, and so I guess I'll say the expectations are kind of low. And so training material and the expectations for training are very basic, right? In other words, hey, here is what we need you to do. And this is the training that we want you to complete in order to be able to do what you're supposed to do. Let's say that you're working, uh, for myself, I used to work at Papa John's, I worked at uh, Domino's Pizza, and then I became uh, like a manager. And it was always the same, you get some fresh person come in, you know, someone that you say, hey, I think this person would do okay work, and they're going to be able to come in and finish their shift and they're not going to sit there and give me too much headaches. And then I would say, Hey, this is uh, how you make a pepperoni pizza. And this is how you make a cheese pizza. And look, here's the charts and make sure you only put the ingredients that are shown here. Don't put more because Hey, it's a business. And you know, if you start giving everybody more than they're supposed to, then my cost for food goes out the window. And I just really need you to look at these charts and I really need you to pay attention to, uh, you know, the idea of making these pizzas and, and that's it. And by the way, hey, look at some videos because, of course, I need you to make sure that you understand that we do have some requirements around work harassment and your responsibility for work and dealing with money. And so there's some very much HR videos that I need you to watch. Uh, that way both of us are covered. And very long-winded way of saying, hey, the training was very perfunctory, right? Like, here is the task. I need you to do, here's the training, here's the video, here's the manual, and you might go have some homework, go read, come back, take a test, go read, come back, take a test, etc. And the same thing kind of happened when I started getting into food industry. I'm talking restaurants now where it was, okay, come in, you know, you're working at a steakhouse, you don't know anything about steaks, here, let's learn something. Uh, Now you got to learn about wine. But it was, it was more involved, I suppose, but the training was still kind of the same. And where you really differentiated yourself, I think that was the first job that I got where, hey, there were some things that I brought to the table independently of everybody else that would uh, essentially either give me a leg up, start affecting exactly what it is that I did. And so now cue professional life. So now I get into these professional ranks and just like yourself, if you're listening to this, you probably just got into a job or your early career, or maybe not. Either way, you're in a new career or a new position and you're dealing with, uh, or you're probably dealing with some sort of training. And now it becomes very different. Nowadays, from a professional environment, even if you have a rotational system, more than likely it's gonna be, hey, you can't, I cannot teach you this job in a week, but uh, I need you to come in here and start learning what it is that we do. Right, you're still gonna get the HR stuff, you're gonna still gonna get the, uh, you know, the computer-based training or the, what am I trying to get at? There's a pocket of onboarding training 
that typically has to do with like safety programs or compensation or harassment or you know inclusion and diversity uh, they're still very valuable training but they tend to be these basic hey let's get these done early so that we can figure out what it is that your task is going to do now whether or not we roll through those too fast it's a completely different story in general there's going to be that level of training that just kind of gets uh, rolled over there at the beginning now then once you get past that then you start getting into okay what is the essence of the job that i'm trying to do and how do i learn it and that's what i kind of want to focus on okay because here is really where you start to bring value to your position here is now where you really start either helping your narrative as far as the kind of person that worker that you're going to be the kind of contributor you're going to be and you and you really start to make a name for yourself and so the first one is hey what I'll talk about is uh, understanding who the people resources are and having training by conversation. That's going to be talking to your coworkers and those that are going to be the peers to understand what the group does and essentially figure out what they're doing. And that's the thing. If you start asking with genuine curiosity and with the genuine intent of serving and the genuine intent of adding value to that group, folks tend to like to save you for making the same mistakes that they did. I don't know, it's just a natural thing that, that happens. And so you should take advantage of that, right? You're gonna get those people that are gonna say, hey, don't do this, don't do that. Uh, I made this mistake, don't make it. And so there's a lot of value just in spoken. Then you're gonna get just a, the on-the-job training of, okay, here is the type of work that we do. I can explain it to you. There might be a procedure or a handout that you kind of read, but the expectation isn't that you come out after reading that procedure or those guidelines and be an expert. But what is expected is that you apply uh, or you do enough uh, reps, repetitions, right? Like if, especially if it's a repetitive type work, we all have it some way, shape or form. There's always some pocket of work that is just maybe administrative in nature or repetitive or cyclic. Like every week we do this or every month you have to do that. It just kind of comes with the territory. I've had that pocket of work in every position that I've ever had. And so there's that work that, hey, it's repetition and the expectation in and of itself within that work is that the more you do it, the better that you get. The problem comes when you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, and you're not getting better and better and better. And so that's really when you start to hurt what your narrative is or what your first, I would just call it first impression uh, is going into that job. And so there, you know, there's that, that type of work. Then there's going to be the technical. And so I, I, I was kind of thinking about my current role right now. And so there's a pocket of, okay, there's, I always hear people talk about career development and the different, I'm curious about the different positions that I've had and curious around, hey, what type of uh, soft skill training did I do or what kind of leadership training did I do? And so I'll share those, but this role currently, because of how different it is compared to what I've been doing for the last eight years, really got me thinking about, like, hey, what's what about technical development? And I also was curious to see, I, mean, I did a posting on LinkedIn, you know, that was, again, I was in the middle of reading something and studying something technical to my job. And I made a comment like, hey, you know, if you're not learning, you might be, be stuck or, or might be getting owned by your work list. And I did hashtag career development and like you know that one pops up thousands of posts around that hashtag but then when i put technical development i was surprised to see that that didn't pop up as one of these hashtags that is living out there now i could have very well misspelled it and i guess as i'm saying this i might have to go check and maybe it was a 
uh, a typing error on my part, but I will say this, like I don't get a lot of people asking about the technical development and how strenuous that might be in, in positions that I've had or whether or not it's uh, something that, uh, that uh, you know, gets less or, or completely disappears as you progress your career, et cetera, right? So again, this is, I think, is that mentality that says, hey, I'm going to go to school, you know, people want leadership, I'm going to go out and, and influence, I'm going to be a manager, I'm going to be this and that, and then they start doing career development and leadership and soft skills, but what, again, you forget, especially in a STEM career, and I guess this can apply to if you're business, a lawyer, a doctor, whatever, hey, in the base case, when you went to school, you were developing yourself technically. Now, in your job, because of every position, every job is always going to have more work on that work list than one can complete. It's called job security. If there wasn't work to be done, hey, then you probably wouldn't need your position. And guess what? It's uh, it's typically you're working in businesses and organizations tend to be lean. So you find yourself in a role where you're just like not doing anything. Hey, I guess... Uh, you know, and there's a lot of people, not just, I'm not just saying that there's not periods of downtime. I'm saying like, if you're consistently, you and your buddies, you know, you guys are sitting there and, and, and no one's got work, ah, that might be a sign that uh, either things aren't going to be going so well soon, or, uh, or maybe you're not in the best of place. Anywho, I kind of went off on a tangent there. What I'm trying to get at is, hey, um, there's always going to be a ton of work to be completed. So what ends up happening is folks can get caught up in their work list, being owned by their work list, and they forget that they need to continue to develop themselves technically. And remember those things that I talked about, about the, hey, the recurring items, or those weekly, monthly items, or the types of projects that you're supporting that you're, you might be juggling six or seven of them, but they all kind of take into account the same company procedural stuff or, or services that let me back up or steps that to complete that are required by the services that you provide. What am I trying to get? At? Okay. So you're at Google and you're, you're, you're working for their business solutions team and you might have five different accounts and you're working the, you know, trying to sell them the same product. And yes, there's some intricacies in there, but Hey, at the end of the day, there might be a Google playbook on how to accomplish the goals, the mission, the vision, um, the product, the KPIs, the key performance indicators for Google. I mean, it's going to be the same thing at Chevron and Exxon Mobil, uh, you name it. it it's going to be the same type of, uh, there, there's a pocket of work and a lot of it, especially at the beginning where you find yourself uh, leveraging the same types of skills. Again, so just imagine you get into a this routine where that's all that you're doing. And yes, you're developing yourself and learning how to be a professional, but your technical skills whether it's in your discipline or maybe if it's forward looking, like say, hey, I'm in this role right now, but and right now I rely on some more experienced people and what do they know and what do I need to find out in order to, uh, what do I need to learn and what classes do I need to take? What publications do I need to read up on? What self-study do I need to do? These are the types of questions that are going to keep you relevant and in front of your technical development. But Manny, what about my supervisor? What about the company that I work for? Shouldn't they own it? Look, it's not always perfect. I work for a great company. And yes, there's always career plans and development plans that are discussed. But even I have seen gaps in some of the things that uh, that have happened for me. And of course, it's always been uh, in hindsight, right? Retrospectively thinking like, hey, well, did I miss something? Could I have gone to a class? Could I have requested something? Is there some conversation my supervisor and I should have had? 
of those kinds of things happen. And again, this is what part of this podcast is about, is about sharing these things so that you don't make the same mistakes. And so the biggest thing when it comes to training and more specifically keeping up with your technical development, uh, in this conversation, specifically technical development, because the same could be said about the career development, the soft skills, the leadership, all that kind of stuff. A big, and I'll just now go one step back and say development in general, like you have to own a portion of it, a good portion of it. You have to be aware what it is that you're trying to do. If you find yourself like all that you're doing is pounding out a work list with no actual development, that is something that you need to talk to somebody about. And it's always good to, hey, again, if you're getting to know your group, talk to your peers, say, to ask about what their development's like. Hey, what have they done? What classes have they taken? How have they navigated conversations with supervisors? Especially there's going to be somebody, if it's, if it's not you, and if it's you, you need to share. But if it's not you, there's somebody in your group who has figured that out. And it may be somebody who has more experience. It might not be a peer. It might be like a... A, what I call like the senior technicals or a senior type engineer or a senior type level two uh, supporter of your position uh, or somebody that you look to to get help within your position. And so these, again, the goal in these conversations is to figure out, hey, what does technical development look like here? What does professional development look like here, etc.? Now, I am making an assumption that your supervisor is going to have some level of discussion but the more ownership you have in that, the higher the quality of the conversation and the more impactful and the more actionable whatever plan that you guys discuss will be. Because if you're sitting there just talking in generalities and not talking about some specific set of skills or some specific class or whatever, you're just kind of talking too general. And what, and what am I trying to get at is the more general that you are, the less specific classes or workshops or self-study or whatever webinars, but there's a variety of resources that you could be using to develop yourself technically again, but the less, the more generic your conversation, the more generic the training. So again, when it comes to developing yourself and when it comes to navigating your professional career, don't just focus on this career development umbrella. Don't just Focus on the soft skills development. Do not forget that you got hired as a into some sort of technical field. And if you want to keep yourself relevant and continue to progress, that technical development has to keep up as well. Now, if you find yourself like, no, this is it. This is as technical as it's going to get. Well, then ask yourself, is this what I want to do? Like, you know what? I'm cool doing this. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. It's not highly technical, but it's still relevant. It pays well. The company's good. You know, the job's good. I could really see myself doing this for a very, very long time. And maybe this is just the way the industry is. Okay, then cool. Then that works out. And that I'm always a big proponent about informed decisions. The problem, not the problem, but I guess what I'm trying to avoid is the, oh my God, this isn't what I wanted. All of a sudden, five years passed. I haven't developed myself technically. I don't like what I'm doing and I'm trying to jump ship and nobody wants to hire me because I don't have any relevant experience or my technical uh, the technical experience and expectations based on the amount of years that I've been a professional are not matching with the skills of this new company. So, again, I always sometimes feel like I get on a soapbox. I apologize, but I, my goal is to get you not to make the same mistakes that I've made, uh, that I've seen made, or that I've had conversations with people that they've made. I thank you for listening. 
Please share, please comment. Let me know if you have any questions about technical development or any other things related to your early career. Again, thanks for listening. This is Manny De La Cruz, and I look forward to our next conversation.